0: Welcome to the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. I'm your host, Joey. And
1: I'm your co-host, Aki. And in this episode, our least favorite anime of the season.
0: Talking about the weird misconceptions of the yandere.
1: And do differing opinions on anime really ruin the experience?
0: Get the podcast now on Wooshka, SoundCloud, or by downloading the free SBS Pop Asia app.
1: Please subscribe.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. And Jesus Christmas, it is hot. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's pretty. It's pretty warm here.
0: I've been sweating just all over. Really? Like every crack. But but in Australia right now it's getting probably colder uh, because they're approaching winter.
1: My, what I wouldn't give to be there right now, you Aussies,
0: (laughs) chilling. You get? Can you do your best Aussie impersonation without trying to be rude? Wait,
1: how do you be Aussie and not (laughs) rude? I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> that is a question of the ages. How do you how do you impersonate an Australian and not swear like a sailor?
1: Yeah. So okay. It is so
0: hard for us.
1: Hey mate, you wanna go on a Macca's run and get some servo at the bottle and you wanna get Hold maggot? up, hold
0: up, hold up. Get some servo at the bottle? I
1: don't know man. Can I get
0: a gas station <laughs> at, at the alcohol store?
1: <laughs> hey,
0: if you walked into an alcohol al- you could. If you walked into a bottle and said, Can I get a servo? They'd be like, yeah, you're definitely not from here. (laughs) Get (laughs) out. Get out.
1: So yeah, what are we going to talk about today?
0: First up, uh, let's hit the anime of the week.
1: We watched a uh, anime of this season called Ero Manga Sensei.
0: Ero Manga Sensei. I
1: just watched the first episode this morning. I've seen enough GIFs and images and a lot of complaints over it. Yeah. And we don't have two completely opposing opinions, but I do have a, probably a more light uh, opinion than you do. Yeah,
0: because you don't have as much spite. For the background of this series Not, than I do.
1: <laughs> I, I just don't really find too much uh terrible things in it. And this is kind of like having sort of a cage kind of audience right now. There's like people, a lot of people that don't like it and are like, WTF, mate, what the hell? Why Why is this out? Yeah. The other one is like, oh man, I'm gonna watch this because best girls everywhere. And that's usually the audience that this industry wants to cater to.
0: (laughs) I mean, Aki just watched it today, this morning?
1: Yeah, this morning. And you were on your computer and you turned to me and say are you watching Wanga Sensei? And I'm like, you know what? Might as well. I got to go dive deep into what's going on.
0: Yeah. Watch it. Got to keep up with what the kids are watching now. Yeah. Is, the millennials.
1: But I got I i got through uh, maybe, I'm a millennial as well. I got through 20 minutes of it. And I remember turning to you and saying, so when does this actually get bad? Like bad, bad? <sighs> because to me, to me, here's the thing. There was a lot of, Like, potential foreshadowing that they could have brought out through the entire anime. Yeah. And they just basically wrapped everything up in episode one. Now the rest of the season, I feel like, is just going to be just these two siblings living under a roof, just trying to be siblings.
0: See, I don't think that's going to happen because I know the background of this anime. Okay, Okay. for those of you who don't know, Edo Sensei is a brother, the main character, who is a high school student, of course- and he works as a part-time semi-professional author, a light novel author, and he works with an illustrator to produce their own light novels who f- has a pen name of Edo Manga Sensei. But as you find out in episode 1, I'm just going to tell you, this isn't really spoilers because they li- you literally find out in the first episode of this anime that the Edomanga sensei that he's been working with the whole time is actually his little s- sister or his stepsister, because they're not blood related. Yeah. Right? Who has been trapped in her room for an entire year.
1: Who does that?
0: Who does... Well, first of all, who does that, right? So already that's a red flag for me.
1: She's not even giving off anything that describes, like, a neat personality. She was just trying to have, like, this somewhat competition with him the whole time. Okay,
0: here's the thing, right? And and here's the thing. You, you guys are probably wondering, like, why I've- I already have so much spite for this anime, even though I've only seen episode one. Because this is done... If you guys remember... Okay, it's, it's probably, like, late 2000s, if I remember, like, 2009, 2010, something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, comments. There was another anime called Oreimo, which kind of made, like, a big phenomenon of the whole little sister fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was very mixed. There were a lot of people who loved it, but there were a lot of people like myself who absolutely hated it because it's trash content. Mm-hmm. And Ero Manga Sensei is done by the same author who did Oreimo, and it is exactly the same anime. Mm. Like, it is literally the main character and the little sister thing. It is the two main characters of Oreimo just with different skins. Okay. And somehow, somehow, the the main girl or the imoto of edomanga Sensei is somehow even more annoying hmm. than Kirino from Oreimo, who was the main girl in Oreimo. I don't know how they did it because Oreimo, like, Kirino is one of the most aggravating char- anime characters I've ever seen. And somehow Sagiri was like, let me show you how to one-up that. I'm going to make an even annoying... Non-established, just 2D, I am a tsundere for the sake of fulfilling the tsundere fetish kind of imoto. The first word you hear in this anime is imoto, which is little sister.
1: (laughs) It seems like this author... Just really pertains to those that have just the little sister, best girl fetish. That he gives them the personality for the sake of just feeding a fetish, and that's just part of this industry that unfortunately exists. I know because the fans exist because the fans exist. So with this one, I didn't think that it was a hundred percent trash, but
0: it's the start of it.
1: Yeah, I'm probably. <laughs>
0: it's gonna devolve into a weird, like emoto filled, like, like soft core hair. Well,
1: this is for the people that aren't too, like, you know, diving deep of anime. You they don't would- have to
0: dive deep into anime to think that it's trash content, though. This I is mean, just- I mean, look, I'm not gonna hate on anyone who says they like it, which because is already- I know a lo- I know a lot of people who like this anime already. Mm-hmm. But me personally. I want them to stop making these kinds of anime because it's just getting monotonous. I want to see something different.
1: Well, let's actually ask this question. What about Kanna? I know that that anime is way above uh this one with Atomonga-sensei with right. uh, as far as goes. Yeah. So what about Kanna? She just I mean, she is dandere for the sake of pretty much being dandere. Right. So, what made her different? Is it because she's put in a good story where all the uh, characters compliment her? It's
0: because she's put in a story that literally has no plot. It's aware that this is literally just a slice of life. There is no story behind it. It's literally just a depiction of these cute girls doing cute things. which Which is an entire genre of anime on its own. So
1: then what happens then with New Game?
0: New Game is also the same thing. Like, it tried to connect to this, like... Hey, otakus, you like games too, right? Well, let's check out these cute girls making games together. And then halfway through the anime, it's like, Oh, yeah, by the way, this is still about games. Okay. Right? Uh huh. But it failed, in my opinion, because it tried to relate too much to that subculture, but then forgot completely about what made that subculture important. Whereas with Lucky Star, for example, Lucky Star is like the pioneer of that kind of like appealing to a subculture. Because Lucky Star, yeah, you know, the entire first episode is all about the girls sitting in the classroom talking about how they eat their bread, okay. which to people listening to this podcast who have never heard of Lucky Star are probably thinking, like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. But trust me, it is, there's a reason why it's in the golden age of anime, because it was golden. And there are so many anime that build off of the way that Lucky Star was created, but without success. New Game is an example of that. Okay. Right? But the thing is, Lucky Star was also able to, sure, you know, show these cute girls doing cute things, but also add character to the different characters that you saw, and also at the same time, appeal to that subculture, or that otaku subculture by showing, you know, the girls going to a comic or the girls, you know, like Konata going into that bookstore, and that whole bookstore thing happening. Okay. And even at the end of each episode where the Lucky Channel thing, like that's totally a parody on like Nico Nico Live streams which is a thing that exists within the mm-hmm. Japanese otaku subculture. I digress. Back to manga sensei.
1: Yeah, she locked herself away for one year. There's obviously something also with the parents. There's reasoning to it. And then also she at the end when she she just quickly explained why she kept herself up there. It had nothing to do with like a like, a family pastor or anything. Maybe it had some kind of contribution. Mm. But there's a part in there where she's basically saying, I really wanted to get food, and there would be days you'd forget to give me food. And then he's like, you could have easily just gone downstairs and get out of your room to go to the fridge. She says, well, I didn't want to lose the game. I didn't want to give in first.
0: That and is, that- like, such plot convenience.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: That's It's purely for plot convenience. You're- and that's why I... And that's why going into Manga Sensei, I knew what to expect. Because they pulled the same stuff with Oreimo. There are so many scenes where it's just like, Oh, um, I didn't do this obviously logical option. Because if I did, then I wouldn't be a tsundere anymore. Mm. And you guys wouldn't like me anymore if I wasn't a tsundere, right? Mm. Like, dude, get out of here. It's so unrealistic. And you're telling me that this is hashtag relatable. Let's, let's discuss the dairies while we're on the subject of it, right? What is your favorite type of dairy? Just straight up.
1: Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, I don't mind my, uh, kudere and my dandere. Okay. If if done right, I think. If done did it right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I like it when there's a kudere and a dandere, and then they eventually show the background of that. And even then, then we get, we have like Kanna. Yeah. Who's put in a situation where it makes sense. She's a 10 year old who has, like, no sort of knowledge of... Yeah, she's uh, unaware of
0: the world she lives in, yeah. And so... Yeah, and she's
1: just an introverted person. Yeah. And so they kind of complement that in her age as well. Um, I think
0: every kid her age... Well, I mean, she's a dragon. But I I think every human child <laughs> yeah. her age, whatever age she is, I think she's, like, eight or nine. Yeah. Something like that. Uh I think every kid is, like, kind of like her Mm
1: -hmm. there's always that one kid plus she was the new kid amongst everyone but it seems like she's always been that way but she could have been different before she went to the human world because they said that she was always playing pranks on people so i think that maybe you know when she was there she was actually a little bit more. well it's
0: like the same logic of like you know a kid in school will be like the bully or like you know be like the one who like picks on everyone but then Mm. once you know she's he she is like encountered with another adult or like, you know, a mum's friend, and then suddenly he's the one that's hiding behind the mum being like, oh, oh, nice n- nice to meet you like you know.
1: Yeah. And so we also see some parts of uh, Kana where she is pretty much only open to Kobayashi and Toru. Right. Um and she you know, she can speak her mind, she can speak out. If she wants something, she'll take it. But when she when she's at school, she's very polite. I yeah. mean it's very hard to see, especially when it's a kudare or a dandere. Mm. Um but, you can, you can see that, like, the most of her comes out, like, Kobayashi and Toru know what to say or do in order to get her to be happy. She has, like, some scenes where, you know, if she sees something pretty, like, they'll know exactly what to show her, right. to kind of get her out of her bubble. Um, and so, I mean, I, I can say that probably those are my favorite types.
0: My, my personal one, my, I think my personal favorite is either Dandere or Deredere. Dere. Okay,
1: Okay. Yeah. I like
0: did Dere is because, like, they're the most logical. And the most realistic.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, would, we, would we like to explain, by the way, what
0: we're talking about? Well, the word dere, all right, which is at the end of every single one of these. Dere means, like, cutesy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, kind of warm and snuggly. And depending on what's in front of it, it describes a guy or a girl uh, who has a, c- a certain personality trait where she, he or she flips between this warm, cuddly personality and Whatever is at the front of the word dere. So in the case with tsundere, a tsundere is a girl or a guy, mostly a girl, who can be warm and fuzzy if she wants to be, but has this tsun element, which is this kind of cold-hearted, cold-shouldered element. A yandere, uh, has the word yan in front of it, which means they love that per- they love the person that they have a crush on so much that they will completely just go psychopathic for them and won't stop, you know, won't let anyone get in their way between them and their lover.
1: Yep, and but, oftentimes uh more more than often uh in an anime, this is taken to extreme levels of murder.
0: Yeah, which is a phenomenon I and many others in the anime community just don't understand.
1: What of the whole like murdering thing?
0: No, the whole just the whole concept of how Yandere's became sexualized.
1: Uh, I think it was because well, one, I- I'm hoping it was before Yandere Simulator came out, but it's Yandere Simulator came out quite actually quite a while I ago. I think Yandere
0: Simulator kind of like uh glorified the idea of Yandere is like way out of proportion, right? Because now like people outside of the anime community know what a Yandere is, hmm. but like if I went up to you know a, a regular human who's played Yandere Simulator but hasn't seen a single episode of anime and being like, oh yeah, I prefer uh that is better. they'd be like what the hell's that okay yeah
1: yeah it seems like yandere is there because one it's the it's stereotypically known as the craziest one yeah and uh it just catches people's attention and i i don't know i guess it's just the one that people are you into yandere's again if done right there's one specific (laughs) yandere that i actually do love Uh, a lot of people are always like oh mirai nikki which is good still good but, yeah,
0: because there's still reasoning behind yeah, why she's doing there. There's yeah. still
1: reasoning behind it, just and not, she does meet it, but she's not my personal favorite. Yeah, she's it's just kind a, of like it's not as strong. But she is the face of it. She is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she is the face of it. My two favorites, actually. My two favorites are Kaede yeah, from Shuffle. From Shuffle, because she was such a plot twist. Oh my god, she was a
0: plot twist, and sh- I think she was the most like in-depth yandere I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, because everything from beginning to end, like,
0: like, well- like the whole, like, not to spoil anything, but go, guys, go watch Shuffle because it is an amazing, again, from the golden age of anime. Uh, yep. Go watch Shuffle because it is the most... It is a very, very well-done romance story. Mm-hmm. Um, harem. I, I love it. It is harem, but it does devolve into this kind of romance story. Mm. And this whole thing of Kaede, who's one of the girls, this whole thing of like her being a yandere. But the thing is, that was so clever because they gave you clues... All throughout the anime, That's something that something had fight.
1: happened in the past. Yeah, and so like
0: from episode one, if you rewatch Shuffle, you mm-hmm. can see from episode one that she shows signs of her like yandere ness. Mm. So I love that.
1: Yeah, and with her also. Uh- she doesn't really follow the over exaggerated glorification Yandere personality which is like, Oh, Senpai, I must have him notice me. No, she's doing it in a way where she's trying to cover up the past and make up for everything that she's done. Yeah,
0: it's very realistic. Yes.
1: And um Who's your other one? My other one? Nana.
0: Oh From Elphin Lead. From Elfin Lead. Yeah. Would she, she be considered Yandere?
1: Yeah, I would I would say she would. She killed everyone that he loved. And because she was so attached to him and his friendship, she, okay. she was discriminated against, yes. Yeah. But remember that scene on the train where she, where he said, why would you kill everyone? Why are you keeping me alive? She said, he's like, I thought we were friends. And she says, what are you talking about? You're alive because we're friends. I don't know. By the end of it, like, they also kind of have this, uh, weird forgiveness. Uh, mm. he starts to embrace her. I mean, clearly in real life, there is no way in hell, that anyone would ever forgive her for what <laughs> yeah, she's done. after killing everyone. So I would say she a yandere. She was put in a much more, how would I say, a subtle situation, as weird as I can put it.
0: Yeah. It's not, not, f- it's not like an in-your-face yandere.
1: Right. She didn't do everything because of him. She was doing mm. it for multiple reasons because she was being discriminated against. So it just happens that only one person out of everybody was nice to her. Yeah. But she, that is the literally probably the only person that ever will be and the only person she ever really needed. So anybody's going to take just this one person, the only, probably the only person who's ever going to accept her. Mm. Anyone who's going to take that opportunity away, she's going to put her guard up, um, against them. So, in a way, yeah, she's a Yandere, but uh, out of all of the other stories, I would say she's in more of the, uh, in the situations where it makes sense. The
0: problem I have with, you know, games like Yandere Simulator, because it's just glorifying the whole crazy girl aspect of it. And then people play those kinds of games, and it's like, I want a Yandere girlfriend too. I'm like, Nothing. <laughs> no every, you don't.
1: Every let's play channel every said, let's
0: play channel has said that.
1: Has said that Yandere was their favorite dairy.
0: Yeah, but no, no. Yandere isn't their favorite dairy. Yandere is the only, only dairy they, they know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's your favorite.
1: And also I think, you know, with the memes of have Senpai notice me. The Senpai notice me was separated first from Yandere.
0: Yeah, Senpai notice me w- had nothing to do with Yandere. And
1: even then, the word Senpai, which I'm not, I'm not going to go into a whole rant over this, but it's not even really supposed to mean the way the me- the memes put it.
0: How do the memes put it?
1: The uh, Senpai is put as like someone that you're completely like obsessed with.
0: Yeah, Senpai just means a person who, who is older than you.
1: Yeah, who's older than you, <laughs> but also someone that you really respect. Someone that you actually Wholeheartedly respect, but yeah. they put it in the. But with Yandere, they kind of Senpai twisted equals it up.
0: Like lover, yeah. yeah. Senpai
1: equals someone that I want them the most. I look up to them the most, and they are the one that I. You can be to
0: Yandere to a. You can be Yandere to someone who is younger than you, mm-hmm. if you want.
1: Yep, you can be Yandere to pretty much anybody. Dude, you know what's funny is I actually saw some tweets the other day saying, uh, don't you feel bad that like you and Joey like kinda disagree on a lot of things? Doesn't it ever get annoying? I would imagine you guys get in a lot of fights. No. Not really, no. I mean I like the fact that we can still think for ourselves. Uh if he's going to debate with me, I'm not going to put myself down Yeah, you're not gonna
0: back down on it. <laughs> no And I, I don't want you to back down on it. And
1: that. I I don't know. What do you think about my opposing opinion sometimes?
0: I honestly would prefer it. Okay. If you bid back in some way. Cause otherwise, yeah. what's the point of having a discussion? Yeah. It would just be a one way. It would just be an interview. <laughs> what kind of couple gets into a fight of like, this is my favorite Yandere. No, your favorite Yandere is different to mine. I let's fight.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, mean, at I, the end of the I, day, I, it
0: doesn't matter.
1: At the, I, I know like so many times where we see each other's anime, mm-hmm. you looking at mine more than vice versa. What uh, do you mean? Is, uh, where you scratch your head at some stuff I watch, like, why? Um, but there's some stuff I've shown you that you've embraced and some stuff that you've probably been like, okay. I mean, anime. I've done that with you, though. Which ones? Like, I've shown
0: you a bunch of anime and you've been like, that was weird, but I enjoyed it. Hmm. Like, Dead Leaves.
1: Yeah, no. Oh, Dead Leaves. I just loved, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but ones that where you just were like, why? Like, with me with Pripara, it's like, why? Um And so, yeah. Yeah,
0: because, like, you're more, like, open to, like, going to the weird ends. Like, I I do as well, don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying, like, Pretty Butter is, like, the weird end. It's just the unexpected end. Yeah. But, like, I also go into the weird end, you know, watching anime, like, Eiken or, you know... Uh, Skelter Heaven, mm. which You're- are or like Mars of Destruction, which are like some of the worst anime ever made. You guys
1: want to see a weird part of me? Like, wait till you get in a discussion with me about video games. There's nobody out there that. Long. Oh
0: yeah, I've tried to relate with Aki about games because that's another thing we both like, you know, love is video games. But the thing is,
1: I am we, not open.
0: We yeah, well, Aki's not open, and Aki and I both had very different childhoods when it came to video games.
1: You had money,
0: that's the biggest thing. I didn't have money, okay. I just had friends who had money. <laughs> <laughs> like literally like every single like, like N64 game that like I ever like grew up with or like GameCube game, like they were all, like, because I had, like, close friends during mm. childhood who had those, who were rich enough to have those consoles. Mm. I had the Super Nintendo, like, a really, really, really brief time, and then, like, my parents got rid of it for some reason. I'm like, what the hell?
1: There's a lot of games where, like, I've showed you, this happened just a couple of days ago, where you're like, okay, you're just making these up by this point. I'm like, nope.
0: Oh, yeah, when you were, like, my favorite game was, uh, what, what the hell's it called? Monster Seed? <laughs> yeah, Monster Seed. Man. I was like, nah, you're making that. There's no game called Monster Seed. Then I showed Sure you- enough, there's, like, a place. is it a PlayStation game? Yeah. It's like a PlayStation game PSX. called Monster Seat, a PSX game called Monster Seat, and, you know, PS1, classic PS1 graphics just look like absolute, like, garbage.
1: But, remember Dark Cloud? I've shown you that one. Okay, that's a good game. Yeah, Dark Cloud I showed that's him, really which is weird because it was like a welcome to the anime show, by the way. Yeah, all um, no, right. <laughs> if sorry. you're just
0: tuning in, we're talking about old retro games.
1: Yeah, we're, <laughs> we'll keep this part short, but with, um... With Dark Cloud, it's weird because that one was a sort of, not spin-off, yeah. homage, mm. uh, something very, taking away a lot from Legend of Zelda. It's akin to
0: a Legend like, of Zelda. Like,
1: down yeah. to even just, like, the voice acting of, uh... Of just the main character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he, even just like the worlds and everything. Yeah. But they twisted it in a way where it's like, my friend Adrian came over when we were all together for my birthday. And he said, dude, what is this game? And then he, the more he kept watching me play it, and the others kept watching me play it, he says, I feel like I'm reliving memories I never even had. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad you all enjoyed it, because honestly, that game means a lot to me. Yeah, that's a great and, game. And uh, I mean, I've played Legend of Zelda, but... I don't know, like, there are games that I have close to my heart that nobody else likes. I want to show you, like, yeah. a
0: bunch of games, like, I want to do the same with you, with like, did you ever grow up playing, like, Pikmin?
1: Uh, I actually had the game because it was used, but yeah. I know, that was one of the games I didn't actually play.
0: Okay, because, like, I, think- I, like, love Pikmin, but, mm. like, none of my other friends, like, ever played Pikmin. Yeah,
1: that's weird, because I owned it for a long time, I don't know why I didn't or, play like, that Or, like, Animal one.
0: Crossing, or, like, uh, mm. golden-, the- golden Hand.
1: You know why I think that I played a lot of weird games? Because I didn't really catch up with what everyone else was playing until the GameCube came out.
0: Mm, I um, didn't even have the GameCube. I, had- I, I jumped from Super Nintendo to Game Boy Advance uh-huh. to the Wii.
1: Well, actually, I digress. <laughs> I kept up with the Pokemon games and the Game Boy games, but oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's that, that's kind of different. I think
0: every kid that generation did, though.
1: Let's uh, kind of relate this with anime. There are anime series that we uh, introduced to one another that we kind of scratch our heads at. And some of our favorites can be quite questionable. Um, a lot of people are like, why would you like this anime? It's trash. Do you remember back then when... Okay, let's not even take the golden age of anime. Just take when you were first getting into anime and you just simply watched it without any analytical reasoning whatsoever. Like, take the youngest time that you were introduced to something. Which, if you're in the West Coast, it was... Most likely, but not limited to DBZ Pokemon and Sailor Moon. What about Sailor the East man. Coast? I don't know what was in the East Coast. man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you lived in the East Coast.
1: What? Oh no, West Coast of like West Coast meaning like just all of the U.S. Oh, yeah. I thought
0: I thought West Coast is in like California. No, no, no. I'm in West like, Coast. What about the East Coast, man?
1: <laughs> no, all all of the United States. <laughs> they were States. watching
0: Monster Rancher.
1: <laughs> Well, all that's weird. All anime was kind of being, like, shown around all of the U.S. So I was watching uh, Monster Rancher as well, which is the first anime I cried at. that's probably
0: why I have no idea, because, like, I grew up watching the anime that every Japanese kid watches.
1: Because it was convenient for you, yeah? Yeah. You had access. Yeah,
0: because, like, my grandma would send me, like, VCR tapes. Do you mm. remember those kids? Yeah. There are probably some kids listening to this who were like, What's a VCR? They they probably weren't even around when the VCR was around. That's how old mm. we are now.
1: Well yeah. I but, remember um, I remember my parents, like again, we were like super poor and I was lucky enough to get like one VCR every other week.
0: Yeah. And it would
1: always be Pokemon.
0: Yeah, like my like same with me. Like my grandma would like videotape like all like the kids' anime mm-hmm. back in Japan and then she would like record them onto like these stacks of VCR tapes and then send them. Uh, all the way to Australia, like, every month. Mm. And it would have, like, Doraemon and, like, you know, obviously people knew, like, Doraemon, Pokemon, Digimon, all that. But then, like, you know, there are more, like, obscure ones, especially if you, you know, live in America or anywhere outside of Japan, like, Nintama Rantaro, or, like, Ocharu Maru and, like, Chibi Maruko-chan and, like, all these anime that only kids in Japan ever grew up watching. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you say, like, oh, you know, you watched it without having the analytical eye that we have now. Yeah. But it's a little bit difficult for me to do that, especially because all of mine were, like, kids' anime. Mm-hmm. And same with yours. Yeah. So, like, kids' anime are, like, you can't really analyze kids' anime all that much? Well, but, I mean, it's, it's difficult to do, but well, it's possible. But
1: the golden age, I still had that mentality, though. Mm. I think it's also... when I was. Little, I think I did, too, though. Yeah, when I was little, I didn't put all of those together, saying, oh, I love anime. I didn't even understand what anime was. I, it just happened that all the shows that I were watching happened to be anime. I was like, oh, yeah. there's something about these that I like. Then, the golden age of anime came out, and I was like, oh, yes, this is anime. And I don't even know when I first heard the word. It was just like, oh, this is what that is, and mm. there we go. I think it was Adult Swim. Him. I'm not sure. But anyway, so I just started watching like Inuyasha mm-hmm. and uh, Bleach, what else was going on? Fully Koli, Elfin Lead, all that good stuff. It was and- like when
0: like all the, like the big three were like reaching their peak. Like yes. One Piece, Bleach, Naruto. Yeah,
1: and so you know, doing all of that, you know, and you want to re- watch the next episode and you don't want to wait and you know that they're already out on the internet, mm. you start to go di- diving deeper into the internet and everyone knows what sites we all went to and mm. it all kind of like introduces all these other anime and so that's That's kind of where like my inner fandom started to grow um and so there are certain anime that you grow up with that honestly if they came out today maybe they wouldn't have been looked at as good at all um but there's something about you know the whole aspect of just growing up with something that makes it just that much better Mm. um even though like maybe on the grand scale of things it could have been absolutely terrible. Mm. Okay, one one great movie, uh, live action was like the Death Note live action.
0: The first one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, whatever, man. I I watched both of them. <laughs> I watched both of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and. When I saw them, I loved them mainly because, you know, it was one of the first times I saw my anime coming, you know, to live. Mm. Um but on the grand scale of just the film industry, that movie is terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. Like down it sucks. to from the acting to the CGI, everything. But I love it so much because it pertains to something that I loved. Yeah. That's all that it meant to me. Um It's always
0: hard to like Especially, you know, with us, like, who watch and analyze anime for a living now, Mm -hmm. to, like, kind of separate that nostalgia from, like, from a critical view.
1: Yeah, and how does that make you feel that now we're so analytical with things and we have to, like, justify what is right and what's wrong? I mean,
0: you know, people say that, like, oh, doesn't, you know, watching every single anime you watch now in a critical eye, doesn't it ruin the experience for you? Honestly, no. I think it actually heightens the experience for me because now I know why I enjoy this. Whereas like back then, like, you know, before I ever did this kind of stuff and I was literally just watching anime for the fun of it, I watched it, but then I'd be like, I did not know if I liked that or not. Mm -hmm. And I would be confused. But now that I'm seeing it in a critical eye, I know if I like this anime or not. And I know why I hate this anime or not. Mm -hmm. So if anything, me personally, I think looking at anime in a critical eye just makes watching anime like that much more interesting now.
1: I, th- I would say that it has this pro- It has its pros and cons when you're an anime YouTuber. Mm.
0: Um,
1: it's because you're so critical, like Joey said, that it heightens the experience and you start to appreciate that anime a lot more for more than just it was an enjoyable ride. Yeah. Now you go into things like animation. Now you go into things like the Storytelling. voice acting. Storytelling, voice acting. You know what you like now. And yeah. You've established everything. The cons to it, though, is, I guess, uh, me personally... I think I've kind of, like, lost that simplicit sense of just watching something just because I want to. Um,
0: I mean, I still have that. It's just a matter of how you watch it. Like, for example, like, I watched Corbyos' Dragon Maid with my brain just completely turned off. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. I had to re-watch bits of Corbyos' Dragon Maid in order to look at it in a critical way and, like, write a review on it, which I'm right. still writing right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And but I, the I first time that.
0: I watched it with you... I was like totally not in that analytical eye because I was just enjoying what mm. I was watching. You and know, there are very little anime that can do that nowadays mm. for me.
1: I think also what I'm going to, maybe I'll take a few things back on that. What I th- what I guess I'm trying to say is when you're critical with something, you start having expectations, you start having standards mm. of things and it causes you to not watch certain things just because you've heard some things about, like about It doesn't. It might not have a certain thing that you like from it, right? Um, But there are some anime YouTubers who who will do reviews like on every single episode, every single anime. So they're kind of obligated to do that. Mm. So they're already kind of like forcing themselves to experience everything. But I guess for the type of stuff that we do, we want to see, I guess, just a certain collection. And I, I, I don't know how I feel about the fact. Sometimes I go into something expecting either the worst. Or expecting either the best of it. Mm. Um, I, I kind of just want to just watch it and being, but you know, I, I guess that's just all up to me of just turning something on and just enjoying the ride.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I've kind of like just hardwired my brain in order to do that now.
1: Mm. Has, has you becoming an MEA YouTuber, uh, but has it become like overwhelming?
0: It's become overwhelming, definitely. Because, you know, like, especially since you're doing it for a job now, you yeah. kind of have to stay up to date, right? Yeah,
1: because back then... Whether you would've... like
0: it or not. Yeah. Whereas back then, I would pick and choose what I wanted to watch. Mm. I-, I just wish I had more of that time now, I guess. Mm. If you like an anime that I personally say is garbage, mm-hmm. if you like the first episode of Edo Manga Sensei, I don't care. And you can still like it. My opinion, if, if it, if your will is so weak that me saying that the first episode of Edo Manga Sensei sucks and mm. then that ruins your experience for you, then, you know, I'm just gonna say it. You shouldn't be watching me. <laughs> you shouldn't be watching anime reviewers i
1: would say that those are the types of people who are the ones that are tweeting at me and messaging me saying oh it must be so hard dating somebody who calls all your anime crap i'm like nah not really not i actually, really. I, I i respect his opinion just that much um yeah. and it he we i don't know we just make it so obvious that's like i'm not saying your crap i'm just saying i don't like what she watch and i'm just yeah. like okay well here let me put up the volume yeah. <laughs> Why, why isn't,
0: why isn't that like, just because I'm in a relationship with you, I have to like everything that you like?
1: Like, for example, one of my favorite anime is Dears. Yeah. And you hate dears. I
0: did not like it. Yeah. I don't hate it. Hate's a strong word. I, I'm just not that up for it. It's like a mm-hmm. 4 out of 10 for me.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I put it like, pretty high up there. Um, but, you know what? And then we leave it at that. It's like, whatever. And sometimes we'll have like a full discussion during dinner. Um, but yeah, I think we can reflect this on anybody when you meet somebody that like, Trashes on your anime or says wh- why they didn't like something or just the fact that you find out that maybe your favorite creator or someone that you're with or your friend says that they don't like your anime. Um, this is pretty much common sense here and I probably don't need to say it, but I'm going to Spill anyway. Fill it out anyway. You can just still respect their opinion. Right. Like it's, it's not, it's not a big deal. Everyone's different. Yeah. Sometimes it can just really, especially with our audiences, like or at our panel when they constantly ask us at our anime discussion. It's mainly just a, do you like this anime or not? And when they find out we don't, they're like, aww. And it really affects them. But it's just because, I guess, like, you know, they watch I mean, hey,
0: you asked. (laughs) I I hate sugarcoating stuff, right? Mm. Just to satisfy the people. Because otherwise, there'd be no point in me analyzing anime. Mm. It would just be every single video you would see from, like, me or Aki or every single anime YouTuber would just be constantly like, this anime is great. Everybody should watch it. I love it when people disagree with me on a certain anime. That's why I love it when, like, I would say that a certain anime sucks and there are people trying to say why it's good. Or there are, you know, I would say why a certain anime is good and people will be like, oh, no, it sucks because of these reasons. Because it's a different opinion. And I know how to respect opinions. Mm -hmm. And I know how to, like, build off of that. Like, I've had so many situations where, like, I would say that, like, oh, I'm not sure how to feel about this anyway, but I think it kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some comments which have successfully turned me around, Mm. right, in a number of ways, Um, you know, from good to bad or bad to good. And that makes things, like, so much more interesting, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole reason as well, like, with Sword Art Online, like, I originally loved it, but that was back in the time where I wasn't really analyzing it for what it was. But then once I started seeing people saying, like, it's not that great because of these reasons, and I started to look at it deeper, I was like, oh, yeah, it isn't that great. Did it ruin the experience of Sword Art Online for me from the first time I watched it and enjoyed it? No. In fact, it enlightened me that this anime sucks and that there are better variants of it out there, which means, Mm -hmm. like, if anything, someone on the internet saying that this anime that I once liked sucks actually opened me up to more greater anime. Mm -hmm. And, like, what more can you ask for? Mm -hmm. Would you rather stick with one anime that you think is good, or would you rather... Debunk that and say that it's crap and go watch a whole other bunch of amazing anime.
1: Or both.
0: Or both. It's up mm. to you. Okay. But we're gonna leave this podcast right here because Jesus Christ, we've been talking you for a long time. But guys, let us know, uh, what your opinion is on anything we talked about. We would love to hear your opinions, especially on this. Uh, whether you agree with us or disagree with us, we don't care. It's everything is appreciated. Um, you can leave your, I know you can leave comments on the SoundCloud, which I know you guys listen to this on a lot. Uh, you can tweet at us using, uh, what was the hashtag again?
1: SBS Anime, and I promise we will get to the questions next time. In fact, we'll take a little bit more next time. We'll
0: take a little bit more next time. And maybe stay tuned for next week's episode because, uh, we might have that special guest with us.
1: And it sort of rhymes with Bibic.
0: <laughs> I'm sure people have already got it by <laughs> But anyways, guys, thank you very much for joining us on another episode of The Anime Show with Joey and Aki. Uh, If you guys don't know who we are, I am The Anime Man. With me is my lovely girlfriend, Aki Dearest. We are both YouTubers who make YouTube videos on anime. Surprise, surprise. We also have (laughs) a Twitter uh, under the same names, at The Anime Man and at Aki Dearest. So follow us, you know, follow us tweeting about random stuff. We don't always just tweet about anime and stuff, you know. We are people too. Yeah. With lives. At least we try to act like we have lives. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. But uh, anyways, guys, thank you very much. Uh, We look forward to seeing you guys on next week's episode, and we will see you all later.
1: Please subscribe. Bye-bye. Bye.